0: Forever.
1: This is Gene Lance on the Worker's Beat Extra. The Dallas AFL-CIO Labor Day Breakfast. My God, we're not even starting for another 15 or 20 minutes. And the place is just about packed and they're just still thronging in. The band is playing. we got a, a jazz quartet and it's amazing to see this many union people and supporters of union people. This is the first time ever that we got a table with the Stonewall Democrats of Dallas. I'm standing right next to Susie Hiss. Hey Susie, tell me something about the Labor Day breakfast. What brought you to it?
0: Oh, my God, I'm so excited to be here with Stonewall Democrats of Dallas. Um, We have a full table, and we absolutely support labor. In fact, our last meeting in August, we invited Rosie Kurtz, the young active labor leaders, to uh, speak. So we absolutely support labor, and I think all Democrats should get on board.
1: I asked around during the last election, I asked around, and I was bragging about our uh, screening process for candidates. And I said, we've got the best screening process in Dallas. And uh, someone else said, no, uh, you know about the Stonewall Democrats?
0: (laughs) Well, we do um, require all the candidates to have questionnaires that they fill out that we disseminate to members and then we have a screening endorsement committee that meets all of our members are invited to ask questions and deliberate and then we have a it's a two-step process so they they also send that to the general membership to ratify the endorsements so
1: You know for the next big election we ought to consider the idea of a little exchange program I love that to kind of check on each other and help each other out I absolutely love that. I'm sure that our interests are exactly coincident. Thank you so much, Susie Hess. There's so many other people here that it's striking. Many of the tables were bought by union members, and they're full of union members, and they wear their colors like the teachers over there. They got three tables, school employees, I should say, and they're all wearing red, and they look fabulous. Susie Hess is taking pictures of everybody, and there's one of my favorites, Juana Ramirez. Hello, Juana. I'm making a recording. So, do you think uh, do you think labor had a good year? Yes, it did. We just I'm um, just gonna give you the news. We just organized uh, Homewood's in Fort Worth, Texas, and 85% of the workforce signed to have
0: union representation. So that was a great victory this year.
1: Another another organizing victory. And are you are you uh, involved in this Solidarity Day for September 14th? Yes. What are you all going to do on September 14th?
0: Uh, we're getting it together, but as soon as I get all the details, I will bring it up to you so we could all pitch in together.
1: All right. I'll just tell people to call Juana. Okay. Thank you. It is kind of amazing. There are people wearing suits and ties, and there are people wearing their shirt tails out and their old caps and all their old stuff. And I see, that, I see a lot of old friends here. We asked
0: for basic protections around artificial intelligence in the industry. Uh, we wanted informed consent for our members and compensation for digital replicas. This is Tom Schwartz of
1: SAG-AFTRA.
0: They said no way. We want to be able to scan your likeness, uh, especially for background performers. them for a half day's work and use that likeness for whatever they want. For think about that. They scan your face, and a year later you see a movie with you starring in. It, but, you know, I don't think that's great. Um, so we said, well, how about you know you give us consults with qualified hair and makeup professionals for all our performers to ensure equity for people in public, requiring proper tools and equipment. And after a long fight drawn out, they eventually said, yes, but we're only gonna do that for principal performers, the stars. Everybody else in the film or the TV show, they figure it out themselves. That wasn't good enough for us. Um, the big thing hovering over all of this is the new media industry and how we receive our media stream, right? We asked for a fair share a streaming revenue like Performers of God forever for television and movies. If a show you're on or a movie is shown on TV or the movie or whatever it is, you get a small check. You might get five cents, you might get five dollars. There's nothing like that for streaming, right? There is. there are no residuals for streaming. And they said, hell no. In fact, they won't even tell us how much revenue they get from streaming platforms. We have companies like Warner Bros. Discovery going to HBO, and just all kinds of things. Their CEO, David Zaslow, depending on where you look and how you look at it, this guy made somewhere around $500 million over a four- or five-year period for his salary as the CEO. And he has not heard to run around crying about how they can't make a profit. They haven't figured out how to profit off the streaming. Right? So I'm thinking in my head, like, if you pay your CEO $500 million over four years, and you can't profit, pay him a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Then you got four hundred million dollars. Yeah. Then you got pay eighty thousand dollars. And you know yeah. this guy makes as much as the average salary for three thousand people every year. Right? So three thousand people could be very comfortable every year off what this guy is paying. He's crying about it. I'm not making enough money. we don't think that's fair. We're gonna stand up and fight. Um, so we're going to keep fighting right now. This is on them. We're ready to go back to the table. And the public's on our side. Over 70% of the latest poll, but our secret weapon is all of you. Folks like Rosie and Gene and everybody in this room who comes out. And it says, you know, stand in solidarity with us. Speaking up for our members, but speaking up for yourselves, with with, uh, the people organizing it, the people organizing it, the people organizing it, the Big shout for that. Um, this is how you help us, and this is how we keep fighting, but the big thing for us, we have a rally, Saturday, September 9th at Rabatron Park, very close, it's going to be awesome, we're going to have our members, our local board, who are all here today, um, shout out, We're going to have a great rally, we want all of you to come out. We've been handing out flyers, Gene, and everyone's got all the information, so come out and say hi, we'll have music, we'll have folks just having a good time. We need to get together and continue working together for a common purpose, right? This is how we win, this is how the Starbucks workers will win, this is how we'll win, this is how the UPS workers won. We appreciate you, we need you with us. I hope to see y'all soon. Thank you.
1: Cardinal Coleman is gathering the names of the elected officials. Are you ready to come up? Oh, kind of Good. I'll get a minute to point out the retirees. Texas Alliance for Retired Americans right down there. When a long time ago, protests and street actions and everything were all students, weren't they? Well, it's the, it's the same people. But now we, all, we're, we're now we all have gray hair and bald heads. But if you see a protest, when you when you get to Rivershawn Park to stand up with SAG-AFTRA, you just look for the retirees because we'll be there. You can count on it. You have to use that stairs over there. Yeah. We have a, a tremendous number of elected officials, I think more than ever before. Probably it would be good to hold your applause until he's got the whole list, if that suits you. Cardell Coleman, the newly elected head of the Democratic Party in Dallas. The Dallas Labor Day breakfast was as good or better than any that we have ever had. I was very, very honored to get to be the MC as the president of the Dallas AFL-CIO Central Labor Council. However, I didn't do the work. That was Lou Luckhart, our principal officer. He's the one that organized it, and we had great artwork and administrative work and bookkeeping from Jason Tomlinson. Here's some of the people who appeared. The welcome was done by Judge Clay Jenkins, the county judge, who is the highest elected county figure in uh, the county of Dallas. Our invocation was done by a very well-known civil rights leader, Reverend Dominique Alexander. Then we had a moment of silence where we remembered our beloved brothers and sisters, including Jim McCaslin, a former principal officer who just passed. We had a beautiful rendition of the national anthem by Anya Hollingsworth on her violin. It was really something. Then we had a recorded message from the president and second-in-command of the National AFL-CIO. Then we had an award presented by Lewis Fulbright, the president of all of the APWU, that's Postal Clerks, retirees in Texas. Then we had remarks from the award recipient, which turned out to be me, so I just kind of muttered a little bit because I had no idea this was going to happen. Then we had the Community Champion Award presentation by County Commissioner Dr. Teresa Daniels, and that turned out to be Rosie Kurtz, an outstanding member of the Young Active Labor Leaders Group. Then Ernest Tilley, a leader of Communication Workers Local 6215, a pillar of our council, got up and introduced Claude Cummings, the very first African-American international president of the Communication Workers of America. Claude Cummings, I pointed out, is also a vice president of of the NAACP, National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Civil rights and labor were very much together in the Dallas AFL-CIO breakfast in 2023. Next, I recognize the sponsors, which were platinum, gold, silver, and bronze sponsors, who basically paid for the event and it was a very expensive event because we were in the longhorn ballroom the historic meeting place in dallas it goes all the way back to the 1930s bob wills played there a lot back in the 1930s and uh so it's a famous place to have it but it's also kind of expensive then i introduced the special guest tom schwartz the executive director of dallas Local of SAG-AFTRA. They have 160,000 people nationwide on strike. You got to hear Tom Schwartz of the the SAG-AFTRA. We had the recognition of elected officials, and you got to hear me introduce Cardell Coleman. You may have missed the message of Solidarity by Lorraine Montemayor, which came in from the Texas Federation. AFL CIO, a longtime leader from Dallas who now works for the state. Then we had John Wiley Price presenting the award for the Top Woman of Labor, which turned out to be my friend Bonnie Mathias, who is also on KNON radio with me. Brena Honey of the Teachers Union, leader of the School Employees, Alliance AFT, which is actually the largest union in Dallas. She spoke about the attacks against public education and got a tremendous amount of applause. Our closing remarks came from State Senator Nathan Johnson. And then we got through the whole program. And I'm proud to say, since I was the MC, that we got through five minutes early and I am especially proud of that. It was a tremendous Labor Day in Dallas, and we intend to do even better in the year that is to come. This is Gene Lance on the Worker's Beat Extra.